This is Stories from Lincoln Public Schools, episode 68 for the week of June 29th, 2020. Hello from Lincoln Public Schools, I'm Brian Fitzgerald. And I'm Jason Keyes. Welcome to Stories from Lincoln Public Schools, our podcast that gives you an inside look at the people, activities, and programs that make LPS the amazing place it is. This week we'll hear an interview I did with Brent Tolson, who is retiring uh, at the end of August after serving as the principal at Southeast High School for the past eight years. As you'll hear, Brent has a passion for education and Southeast in particular that will be greatly missed but always remembered, that's for sure. Uh, but first, let's see what's making news on LPS.org. Well, you know, school isn't in session, but our teachers and staff continue to win awards. Sarah Ivanovich of KO Elementary has been honored by a national organization for inspiring work with special education students. And she is one of only 51 winners nationwide and received a $10,000 award as part of that. Way to go, Sarah. Every year, the Foundation for Lincoln Public Schools honors students and educators from across the district with the Inspire Award. And we've been featuring those winners uh, over the last month. And our fourth and final featured winner is a custodian from Brownell Elementary. Excellent. And the LPS budget process has started, and you can find video of the virtual budget forum presentation on the LPS Facebook page and all kinds of information uh, now and going into the future on uh, the front page of the LPS website. Just look for the budget link in the current area. And now let's listen to my interview with retiring Southeast High School principal Brent Tolson. All right, I'm here with Brent Tolson, the principal at Southeast High School. Brent recently announced his retirement after 29 years with Lincoln Public Schools, the last eight as principal at Southeast. Thanks for joining me, Brent. I'm sure you're very busy uh, working on the transition with the incoming principal, Tanner Penrod. Yes, uh, Jason, I appreciate (laughs) the opportunity to share a little bit about my career and my story. So thank you for having me on today. Um, Well, so first of all, we can talk a little bit about that. Um, You've dedicated so much of your life to education, 29 years with LPS. Um, But going way back, when did you know uh, you wanted to be a teacher, which is how you started, obviously? So um, I have a degree in political science from the University of Nebraska, Lincoln, um, thinking I might pursue a career in law or politics. Um, I started law school, um, and that lasted about a semester. (laughs) Kind of had an epiphany of sorts that uh, that maybe wasn't the career path for me and um, had always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I come from a family of educators and I thought that by being a teacher I could make a positive difference every day um, on others, um, you know, really through relationships and helping kids understand important content and opportunities to lead and serve. And you um, started off as a teacher at Southeast, right? Right. So I graduated from Southeast in 1982. Mm -hmm. So um, to have the opportunity to go back and start my career as a teacher there in 1991 uh, was really um, pretty, pretty special for me. And what did you teach? Social studies. Okay. All right. Um, So at some point you made the move obviously to administration and out of the classroom. Was that a hard choice or, and, and kind of what was your, why did you make that move move at some point? Yeah, it was a really difficult choice. Um, I loved my teaching uh, career. I was in the classroom for 16 years. Um, I taught a variety of classes within the socialist department, um, content and subject matter that I was really passionate about. 
Um, I also was uh, sponsor for student council and um, I really enjoyed my work with students and developing their leadership and service mindset. Mm -hmm. um, so it was tough, but at some point um, I started thinking about um, my view of myself in terms of a leader and how I might expand my circle of in influence, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, as a teacher, you work with a certain number of kids every day, and that's a great experience. Um, but as an administrator, I felt like um, I might be able to uh, expand that circle of influence and uh, do some good positive work in a larger uh, community. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you, after teaching at Southeast, what was your, your next move then after that? Were you at Lincoln High after that? I was. So um, finished up teaching um, in 2007, just as they were kind of right in the middle of a major renovation for air quality and a number mm -hmm. of other projects. Um, and then was uh, offered the position of associate principal at Lincoln High School. So I started there in the fall of 2007. I thought I was getting away from construction. <laughs> that was not the case because Lincoln High was just starting their project, and I was asked to um, take that on as one of my duties. So um, was there from 2007 to 2012 as an associate principal. Uh, Mike Wartman was the principal at that time, um, so I appreciate that uh, he gave me that opportunity. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of work with students, which I really enjoyed, um, helping kids through uh, whether it was uh, discipline or academic struggles, um, got to work with a number of the families there. I did the master schedule. Um, I really uh, enjoyed my time at Lincoln High and uh, kind of thought that I might just stay there eventually and look at that principal job in the, uh, if it would ever come open. Mm -hmm. um, and so then obviously though, the position at Southeast came open, right? What was that? That must've been pretty, exciting for you? It was. I didn't see it coming. Um, that uh, it was 2012. Um, I had applied for the principal job at North Star. In fact, I applied the year before. Um, they had a principal there that was there a year, and then they opened it up again. And uh, 2012, I interviewed. It was probably April. Um, they hired Dr. Van Price, a great hire. And then um, I was just content to continue my uh, job at Lincoln High, I'm thinking maybe that job might open up when Dr. Wartman retired. Um, but then Dr. Hunter Pertle, uh, the principal at Southeast at the time, was moved to the district office in his current position, right, as the director of secondary education. Mm -hmm. And so I got a call kind of mid-late May, if I remember correctly, um, they just interviewed me, and uh, they were wondering if I might be interested in the job. And, of course, I was um, because it was just an opportunity, again, to go back to, to Southeast. And so to be both a student and then a teacher and then principal there, um, I thought, again, was kind of a real special, unique opportunity. Yeah, what, what did that feel like? Um, if you can kind of remember walking back into the – walking back into Southeast um, – as the principal and kind of being in those hallways where, where you were a student and that must have been kind of surreal, I would think. You know, in some ways it was. Jason, I um, really enjoyed my time as a student. Um, 
And so, um, you know, I remember where my lockers were and I remember certain, um, you know, activities that I was involved in, like I was involved in Key Club and how that was a real formative, positive experience in terms of my own leadership development. Um, I knew that Southeast was really um, in, important in my own development um, as a young person. And so I thought as principal, how could um, I make that same experience possible for as many kids, if not all kids at Southeast? How could they experience success? How could they become more confident as learners, um, as leaders, as people that um, see an opportunity to serve and give back to the community? Because those are all things that I learned as a student at Southeast. And then I was able, as a teacher there, to again, work with a group of kids, but now I have the entire Southeast community um, that I was responsible for. So yes, it was, it was kind of surreal. I remember walking into the principal's office, and so that was where Dr. Lauterbach had worked. He was my principal as a student. He hired me as a teacher, and I remembered um, a conversation that we had had. Um, probably it was my first or second year of teaching when he called me into my, his office and asked me if I'd ever thought about being a principal someday. And so it kind of really felt wow. like it come full circle That's all those amazing. years later. Um, yeah, really, it really was amazing. And um, he, um, he had passed on his um, gavel and a little uh, bell that he had used back in the day to call us together for staff meetings. So that went to Nancy Becker and then it went to Pattern and Pirtle, and then it mm -hmm. went to me, and now it's going to go to Tanner Penrod. Mm. Oh, that's neat. Um, what are you, um, you going to miss most about walking in the Southeast every morning and being the principal there? So I'm going to miss a lot of things about being the principal at Southeast. Um, mostly I'm going to miss relationships with staff, students, and families. Mm -hmm. um, when you spend as much time as I did as principal at the building, um, early morning to late evenings and activities and athletic contests, um, it really feels like uh, not a day goes by where you can't uh, use those relationships um, to help somebody in some way. And uh, that was the best part of my job. Every day I knew I was going to get to help at least someone, a student, a staff member, a family member. Um, and so I'm going to miss that opportunity in those relationships. Yeah. So kind of going back a little bit, and you, we touched on this, but obviously your Southeast roots run very deep. Um, the school is obviously very special to you. What, what makes Southeast so special? Well, there's two things. And I hope this doesn't sound too cliche, but I would point to both our mission statement and our vision statement. You know, our mission statement is learning, leadership, and service. Um, and so that's kind of been part of my own core beliefs um, uh, growing up and uh, teaching and then being able to work in a school where that really aligned with kind of who I am, uh, learning, leadership, and service. And then our vision statement starts with the phrase, inspiring excellence in all of our students. So I've really taken that to heart. Um, that's what we want to be. We want every student that comes to Southeast to feel empowered, to have a pathway to success that they also can feel um, that sense of 
accomplishment and pride and being a knight, that sense of excellence. And so um, as Southeast has changed demographically over the years, and it's changed quite a bit since the time I was a student and then as a teacher, and even from when I was at Lincoln High, um, my focus has been really on equity as it relates to how do we help all kids have a pathway to excellence. And it looks way different than it did back when I was a student and a teacher. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a challenge that I've really embraced. And that uh, opportunity to uh, move in that direction, I think, um, is something I'm really proud of. Mm -hmm. um, well, kind of along those lines. So what, um, 29 years, and so in what ways, I guess, have kids changed during your time? you know, in education and what time and in what ways are they, you know, the same as ever? Well, I think probably the biggest change um, that I've noticed is just how kids are connected through cell phones and social media. Um, that really um, changed, obviously, from when I time as a student and then even as a teacher. Um, and even at Lincoln High. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, um, you know, and we all know there's, um, uh, with, with social media, there's some really positive things that have uh, enhanced education and technology um, in general beyond just social media. I mean, all of our kids have Chromebooks now. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we've had to um, lean real heavy on the use of technology uh, in a remote learning environment. Um, and our teachers are becoming way more uh, comfortable and confident in their ability to, to teach with technology, but for kids, I think the thing that's stayed the same um, is, you know, whether you grew up and attended high school in the late 70s and early 80s like I did or now, it's still a very formative time of your life. Um, and it's really a time of growth around identity and growing independence that comes with the age of being a high school a young person. Mm -hmm. um, and so what I see are our students that come in as freshmen uh, just grow and mature. Um, I see them trying new things and having new experiences and learning about themselves. Um, and I see them making new friends and um, just making um, a lifelong memories mm -hmm. around that experience. And that was true for me. And I know it's still true for our kids and our seniors that are graduating this year. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit, I guess, about your decision as far as um, retiring. What, um, what went into that? So, um, Jason, I talked about uh, this being a really difficult decision um, with others uh, because I wasn't ready to retire um, this year. Um, I enjoy my job and I described it as a dream job. Um, and I felt like there's still some really um, important unfinished work that I was looking forward to. Um, I was also knowing that we were going to need, you know, some strong leadership kind of coming off of nine weeks of remote learning and the uncertainty of starting the fall. So um, what kind of pushed me to make the decision ultimately was my family and being able to do um, what's best for them and especially my oldest son, Alex, who's 25. Um, Alex lives with us, um, and he has uh, 
some significant um, health medical needs as a result of being diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when he was about two years old. So um, my wife and I care for him and monitor him 24 hours a day. We don't have the help that we had before COVID because we just can, you know, risk exposure mm -hmm. from people coming into our house. And it just wouldn't have been fair to my wife um, to have not been at home. And it certainly would have been a huge risk to go to school and have to worry about uh, potentially Alex getting sick. So in the end, I just didn't want to have any regrets. And one of the things that my staff knows about me is I always talk about family first. And when staff come to me with issues or concerns, that's the first thing out of my mouth. What do you need to do to take care of yourself or your family? We'll figure out the rest. Mm -hmm. And so that's just how I've lived my, my um, life. And uh, I'm very comfortable with my decision and feel good about it for those reasons. But yes, I'm going to miss Southeast um, quite a bit. Um, so, um, you know, the silver lining in all of this is um, uh, my family to spend more time with me and I'll get to spend more time with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, down the road, there'll be an opportunity for me to continue to give back some way mm -hmm. to the schools or to the community, you know, through leadership and service and those things that um, have been really important to me. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's a great place to end. Uh, Brent, thank you so much. And um, just want you to know it's been a pleasure working with you. I've only been with LPS for three years, but um, I have tremendous respect for you and the job you've done at Southeast and the times that I've, I've worked with you. Um, you're moving on, but you're leaving quite the legacy at Southeast, so thank you. I appreciate that, I appreciate that. I've enjoyed getting to know you, Jason, and um, LPS is a great organization to work for. Um, so I, I um, see, you know, the good work you're doing and, um, you know, I'm, I appreciate you taking the time and reaching out to me to give me an opportunity to talk a little bit about my story. So um, I'm not one to, to brag and I try to be humble, but um, I also feel like there's some things that we've been able to do um, over the years that um, I certainly want to continue. Uh, and those things uh, are specifically related to, you know, the leadership component, service relationships, the equity piece is huge for me. And so maybe, you know, maybe there's some folks that will listen to the podcast that will, will find uh, that to, to, to give them a little bit better sense of who I am and what I was all about. So thanks for letting me tell my story. Yep. Thank you, Brent. Take care. Yep. You too. Bye. Uh, that was great talking to Brent. Um, it's been a pleasure working with him for the last three years since I've been at LPS, and he will certainly be missed. Um, he's a Southeast Knight for life, that's for sure. Great interview. Thank you for that, Jason, and thank you also, Brent, for all your service. If there's anything that you've heard today that you'd like to learn more about, there's links to everything on our podcast page at lps.org slash podcast. And if you want to subscribe and get notified every week when we push up a new episode, you can find us on your favorite podcast service, and links to all of those are also at lps.org slash podcast. And that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us right here at Stories from Lincoln Public Schools.